This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. You know, the Bible says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we are like them that dream. Next verse. Then our mouth filled. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. And our tongue with singing. Well, for time, I won't read the rest. I told them for service. Every church, whether in America, UK, Nigeria, South Africa, wherever you see churches, people always sing. But they don't do, they don't do the other path. The word of God is a two-edged sword. He said, our mouth is filled with laughter. Then our tongue filled with singing. Almost every church I've been to, people sing, but not too many people laugh. But the two of them are required. <laughs> Somebody laugh. <laughs> mm. That's what the word of the Lord says. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God this morning. Start practicing laughing. It is scriptural. He that sits in heaven shall laugh. For many years, I thought that was God only until I read in Ephesians. If you read through chapter 1 into chapter 2, that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So he that seated in heaven is our heavenly father. And the Bible says, be imitators of God. If he's seated in heavenly place and he's laughing. <laughs> every other person that is seated in heavenly places also should laugh. If you believe in laugh this morning. Wow. We don't laugh because everything looks good. But when we laugh, everything will become good. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. The Bible says with joy you draw water out of the well of salvation. There is a well. The well of salvation. The well is in you. The water cannot come out by itself. I grew up in a city where people were using wells a lot in Abiyokuta. One thing about wells is that you, you, it's not like a tap where you can just fetch water. You draw from the well. You throw something in, you let it go in and bring it out. Now the Bible says that the joy of salvation that is in you, or the salvation that is in you, the well is like that. There is a well inside you. There is a well inside Christ that is in you. Now whatever inside that well, salvation, satura means prosperity, health, healing, and all those things. Inside, it is drawn out by joy. Joy it's a force in the realm of the spirit. It's not an option. It's not an option. That's why we must rejoice constantly. Paul said, I write unto you. He was in the prison and was writing to free men. He said, rejoice. I say unto you again, rejoice. It's a requirement. Hallelujah. To function properly as a saint, you have to learn to rejoice. And when you are rejoicing, you will sing, you will laugh. Yeah. 
<laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If somebody said this morning, let's read something from, I'm going to tell you to sit down in the word. Ephesians chapter 2, we start from verse 2 and we read into 3. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Oh, by the way, let's appreciate the choir. Wonderful. You see, don't miss next Sunday. It's just one service. And annual it comes just once in a year. We will praise God like never before. Hallelujah. And tell people at home to join. They should come around. Nobody should be left at home. Prepare where what will make you dance. It's an unusual service. And then of course, because it will be awesome. We are set to praise God like never before. All that is allowed next week, just praise and prophecy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm. I will read more of um, our scripture. How to then shall proceed voices of praises and thanksgiving. I will multiply them. They will not be few. I will glorify them. They will not be small. Jeremiah 38. That's a very powerful scripture. And that is what we are coming to demonstrate. Again, Jeremiah 13, 30, sorry. Is it, um, give me that verse. Out of there shall I proceed for, uh, please. Is it 19 or what? Please, go again. I just want to read it before we get ready next week. Hallelujah. And out of them, okay, 19, yeah shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. <laughs> See why we are laughing? Out of them. And now God is saying, this is God talking, that's why that I is in, more, is in capital letter. When they do that, when I see joy coming from them, that is their own part of the assignment. They should rejoice. Then the Lord said, I will multiply them. They shall not be few. I will glorify them. They shall not be small. Next verse. Their children shall be as aforetime, and their congregation shall be established before me, and we punish all that oppress them. Wow. And their nobles shall be of themselves, and their governors. How many governors are here? <laughs> I told you, it does not mean the governor of a state. It means ruler. You can be a governor in marketplace. You can be a governor in IT. Anyone. Once you have a measure of authority and you sit over a space, that's what governor. Hallelujah. Not state governor. And there can be a state governor included. So maybe the governor of Lagos State is here right now. If you are going to be the governor of state, very soon, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Okay. So that's going to be next week Sunday anyway. Don't, don't miss that Sunday and then. Please come early because just one service. So both first and second are just one service and it's going to be very explosive by the grace of God. Let's read, uh, because of time, that uh, Colossians 2, 3. And then let's read and then I will ask you to see that. I just want us to read. In whom are hid. Let's start from verse 2. That their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love unto all riches and full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Shout that word, Christ. Christ. In him, in whom are hid all treasures 
of wisdom and knowledge. All treasures of wisdom and knowledge are inside Christ. Now, 1 Corinthians 2, let's start from verse 6. 1 Corinthians 2, 6. How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, one, nor of the princes of this world, two, that come to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So there is the wisdom of this world. There is the wisdom of the prince of this world. And there is the wisdom of God. Even the hidden wisdom. He said that wisdom of God is a hidden wisdom. It's not an open wisdom. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained for our glory. When it's at work in you, glory, glory is seen all around you. You are glorified. You are enlarged. You are lifted when it's at work in you. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Next verse. But as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither had entered into the heart of man. The things which God have prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Say amen. amen. Can I have your seat? God bless you. Welcome to church. Eyes have not seen, ears haven't heard, it has not entered into the heart of men. The thing that God has for those has prepared. Hidden wisdom is prepared. It's the wisdom of God. It's superior to all other wisdom. What are you talking about? Earthly wisdom, sensual wisdom, demonic wisdom. There is one wisdom that stands above all of them and rubbish the rest of the wisdom. It's called the wisdom of God. It's called the hidden wisdom of God. If today's your first time here, you will need, or if for any reason you were not around last Sunday, please get the message of last Sunday. You can't fully understand what we are. We have defined wisdom of men. We have defined demonic wisdom. And we use example in the Bible of the king of, and the prince of Tyros. And we have talked about the fact that there is wisdom. There is gift of wisdom. There is spirit of wisdom. When it is spirit, it is the highest level. Joshua was filled with the spirit of wisdom for Moses as laid his hand on him. Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9. So there is something called the spirit of wisdom. And the Bible talks about two guys in the Bible. Bezalel and the other. Say, I have filled him. Now, that's where I want to start from. We'll go to the two passages that we read. Is that uh, uh, that's, uh, Exodus, is it 31 or 33 now? Give me Exodus 33, verse 1. And the Lord said, oh, no, is it 31? 31. We read it on Wednesday, right? And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, next verse, go on. I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of all, of tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom. And I said, and in understanding, in the knowledge and all manner of workmanship. There is a reason why the Bible said that Christ in him are hid all treasures. The Bible didn't say Jesus in whom? Christ. Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. What the Bible is saying is that inside the anointing is hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Inside the anointed one, Jesus Christ. There is a reason why anointing is connected to it because... The things of God, they function by the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God operates by the anointing. So the Bible talks about this guy. He said, I have 
filled him with the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God is upon a man, it comes for a definite assignment. Now, the Spirit of God can come upon 20 people, but fulfill different assignments in each one. So, there are seven manifestations of the Spirit of God in Isaiah 11. Bible talks about the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of mind, the Spirit of counsel, and of the fear of God, the Spirit of my understanding, and so forth. Now, Samson had the Spirit of minds. There is an aspect of the Spirit of counsel. Now, I explained on Sunday, I don't want to go into that. Prudence, wisdom, intelligence, they are not the same thing. Knowledge and understanding are not the same thing. They are all operations under wisdom, but they are not defined by the same. They are not the same thing. Now, here also, seven spirits of the Lord. It does not mean God has seven spirits. It actually means seven manifestations of the spirit of the Lord. It's also what you see in Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison door to them that are bound. So when the spirit of God is upon you, it can be to preach. It can be to teach. It can be to prophesy. Are you getting what I'm saying? So in the case of Bezalel, God said that I have put my spirit upon him not to prophesy. The reason why I'm saying this is this. A lot of people in the church, when they hear the word anointing, they limit it to yoke broken in the sense of deliverance. Oh, the anointing breaks the yoke. They think that anointing is limited to healing the sick. There is an anointing that causes you to be extraordinarily wise for your generation. You do hear what I've just said. And that's what we are talking about today. There is... Oh, are you following me this morning? Something is happening to you right on your seat. I believe that after today's service, your eyes of understanding will be open. Strategies will be given. I said the spirit. So, <laughs> there is an anointing for wisdom. There is, that means there is a possession. So, I said that when it comes to the level of spirit of wisdom, it is the highest form and it's, it's from God. Spirit of wisdom can come from Satan. Can, we are talking about the one for God. Now, the Bible says wisdom that is from above. There is a wisdom that is from above. When it comes upon a man, it's, it's like an anointing. It is an anointing upon a man specifically for wisdom. It's not found in a book. Samson did not go to the, uh, to the gym to build. How, how much Moses will... It wouldn't work in the face of... The guy took the jawbone of an ass and he finished about a thousand men with a jawbone of an ass. Samson did not have muscles and biceps. He did not have uh, three, four, three packs, six packs, nine packs, or whatever packs. Samson was anointed. He was an ordinary person, but because the spirit of might was at work in him, anytime there was an opposition in the area of strength, the anointing rises and the supernatural strength comes upon him. In a similar vein, when the spirit of wisdom is at work in a woman or a man, when there is a problem that requires wisdom, a problem of understanding, a financial situation, a situation that requires counseling, it rises from within you. It's not what you have read in a book. It is what is supplied from above. Can I hear amen? I don't like a quiet church. Some people like to come to church and keep quiet. You, you will talk from your car till you enter church. And as soon as service ends, on your way back, you'll be talking. But inside the church, 
Say a loud amen. amen. Now they said because I asked them to say it. <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? So something came on Daniel, on, on uh, Samson that made him. So the same thing. So let's look at how does this happen? What's, what do I need to do? Because maybe a few months I will pick on this again. But I don't know because from, from tomorrow is first, uh, next Sunday is first Sunday, December, I might go to something else. How does this happen? How? How do we get into this? Wisdom will always multiply your wealth, your influence. How do we do this? Saul was a king over Israel. Everybody was broke, like some nations now. Solomon became king. Silver became nothing. It does not only affect you, it affects people around you. Israel, the same Israel, the same country, under one man, abject poverty, under another man, excess prosperity. Because one night, God appeared to Solomon. Oh, Solomon made the right request. He realized that wisdom was the principal thing. And he made that request. And God said to Solomon, Solomon, I, I, I said it before, Solomon had wisdom. Contrary to what some people have thought that he did have, so he prayed. When David was dying, he said, Solomon, two guys offended me, Shimei and Joab. He said, please, when I go, deal with them according to what we say, I know you are a wise man and you know what to do. So he had the wisdom at a level before an encounter with God. What he received after an encounter was the spirit of wisdom. The highest form of wisdom. Are you following me? But let's look at the, the secrets of men are always in their story. What attracted God to Solomon? Now we are going back to the Father. The Bible says, in Christ are it all treasures of wisdom. So first, uh, go to 1 Samuel 3. 1 Samuel 3, 3. That is actually the beginning. The Bible says something about Solomon. Now, and first king, sorry, first king 3, 3. Sorry, first king. Thank you, first king, chapter 3, verse 3. And Solomon loved the Lord. Mm. That is the secret. Walking in the status of David, his father, only thy sacrifice and burnt inside in high place. Next verse. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. For that was a great place. And Solomon burnt offering. A thousand burnt offering. Next verse. In Gibeon appeared the Lord to Solomon in the night and said, Ask what I shall give thee. God never said this to any king before Solomon. Give me 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Go to verse 5. And King Solomon offered a sacrifice 20 and 2,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So all the people dedicated the house of the Lord. Go to verse, verse uh, is it, uh, 10 or so. Go down. Go to verse 12. I want to see where God appeared to him again the second time. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. God appeared to Solomon two times in his entire history. The two times were the times he made unusual sacrifice unto God. The first and that same night, the second time lasted seven days, a feast. And at the seventh day or somewhere, and God appeared to Solomon. What does this mean? Was it the burnt offering alone that attracted God? No. What is the meaning of this? You see, there is a scripture. The key there is that Solomon loved the Lord. 
We found the same thing in 1 Corinthians 2. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It has not entered into the heart of men. They think that God has prepared for those who love him. I got born again in Jesus today. I tell you by the word of the Lord, I have discovered more than seven, a good number of Christians across the world do not exactly love God. And I'm going to show it to you. There's a scripture that will let you know. See, the temperature of your love can be measured. There's a spiritual thermometer that you can use to know how much your heart pants after God. When you find yourself, when you click on this icon, there is a download of the spirit of wisdom. It's already in you in Christ, but it's in form of a treasure. That is the problem. Treasures are not found on the surface. They are haunted. Is that true? So every word in the Bible is important. The Bible did not say that Christ who is in you is your wisdom. Just a law. Of course, he said that in First Corinthians, but in, in Colossians, Paul took it deeper. And he said, inside Christ, who is in you, are all treasures of, they are inside him, but they are a treasure. Hallelujah. So they are like also a well that is deep. Did you get what I've just said now? Look at, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. First Samuel, I want to start from 1 Samuel chapter 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 3. This is Anna, the mother of Samuel, praying when she got Samuel. Inside her prayer, she made a strong statement. I have asked myself, is the Lord interested in keeping this from our people? No. Why don't we have many Christians? Who will walk up to their MD and solve the problem of the company? When you solve a problem for your company, you'll be fast promoted than rising through the ranks. I heard of a copper. The company was about to lose. I can't remember the amount. Certain billions that the MD was about to lose. He woke up. He begged the manager, can I see the ogre? There's something I'm to tell him. And he told the man that, sir, this and this are what you should stop. Do this and you will have the contract. They gain more instead of losing a company about to lose maybe 15 billion the man gave the copper an estate you say the fastest way to the top is to be promoted by those who sit on top there and it happens when you interpret their dream one daniel one name Nebuchadnezzar pulled up daniel and there was nothing anybody can do about it let me tell you the truth i've said this before it is not all wicked that god will destroy some wicked people are left because they are the only ones that can do things that you cannot do you don't get that one. When a man kills an unborn child, kills a woman, kills somebody secretly, if God swears, if God says that you have killed an innocent blood, your blood will be shed also. You know, it will take a man to kill him. But you are a Christian, and I'm a Christian, you can't kill. So we do the job. See, God has soldiers everywhere. The Bible said that God has reserved some things, even the wicked for the day of, there is a plan. Are you getting what I'm saying? Our concern is to preach and win so, but understand that. <laughs> One man will be the Antichrist, or we spearhead, we do more in that name. And he will be born by a woman also. So it has to be, the scripture has to be fulfilled. Somebody must get Jesus to the cross. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Oh, thank you, Jesus. How come this is not common? This kind of experience. We shout and we applaud if somebody comes up to give this kind of testimony. 
But why is it not very common among, it should be a common thing among Christians. Anna gave this scripture because she was speaking by an inspired utterance after she had Samuel. She said, talk no more so exceedingly, exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. Now, this is the word. For the Lord is a God of knowledge. God knows. By him, actions are weighed. I was in SS1 also when I first saw this scripture. And it shook me. Actions are weighed. So you mean, the Almighty God sits on his throne. And he weighs our actions. Mm. Tell people Dad is not feeling fine Auntie is not feeling fine I'm the only one with dad I need to go for prayer meeting Everybody in your family including Christian will call you wicked What is it? Just to say with your father Reverse it Dad is not feeling fine I have an interview Everybody will agree you should go Especially if it's an annoying complaint Actions are weighed. You go to an embassy or other places, you leave your phone outside. You come to the presence of God's people to worship and you search your phone four times. Actions are weighed. God is not angry with you. You are just telling him that there are levels you are not qualified for. This is hard truth, but it's the truth. You cannot talk to MD or governor and be answering phone call. You are praying, and in between your prayer, you are talking to someone else. One day I will call you back and pray. <laughs> Our God is a God of knowledge. By Him, actions are weighed. You see, there is something about those who give God the most precious things to them. Which is, two things we define that. Resources and time. You pray only because they've taken lights and your journey is not working. Or you pray after you've done every other thing. You've used your precious time. Check the Bible very well. When they refer to them in Old Covenant as a jealous God, he watches action. And sometimes as if he's saying to the angel that is it me that she's talking to? Because you will not do that. So he will say something, okay, then let the men you honor more than myself promote you. Actions await. Mortal men who have names, when they call us, we get there one hour before them and sit down. When the king calls, we stroll in late. Actions await. He said, eyes have not seen. You will see this pattern in men who love him. What was the beginning of Joseph walking in the supernatural? Mrs. Potiphar said, sleep with him. He said, no. He said, how can I do this evil and sin against God? Joseph was conscious that even though I'm in Egypt and nobody see me, God is watch, watching. What is the premium that you put on? How do you treat God? How do you treat God? Who is God to you? Which place have you given God in your life? Where do you put him? In every action, every day. Who is he to us? Which position in your life have you put God? It's not moved by, I love you, Lord. People say that every now and then. But when it's about time to take decisions, where is God? In your decision. 
day, there was destruction. And an angel was stretching his sword over Jerusalem. And David got there. The guy told David, no wonder was called a man after God's heart. He said, take the field. David said, you don't understand. There is a principle. That was what he passed to Solomon. Remember that beginning. The Bible says Solomon was walking in the fear of God and in the status of David. His father passed it to him. That when it comes to God, don't joke with him. David said, Aaron told David that, take the field. Ah, we can see the angel we saw. When he saw the angel, Aaron and his son, they ran away. He said, oh God, take his sacrifice. David said, no, it's not in my nature to give God what will cost me nothing. Nothing. You see, the spirit of Judas was speaking. The woman was pouring her precious oil on Jesus. Judas was complaining. And there are so many Judases around the world now. The only problem they have, if a child builds something, they say, where are the poor? Even though they don't give anything to the poor. They don't say, where are the poor? When it's like Usain Bolt or any other person, they don't say, where are the poor? When a young singer is buying jet, they don't say, where are the poor? It is when it comes to church that they, they are disciples of Judas. It's the same spirit. Judas considered what the woman was spending on Jesus a waste. He said, why are they wasting this oil? They could have given it to the poor. That was Judas. And Judas is still speaking. Some people died in Old Testament, but they are still alive today. Jezebel is one of them. Balaam is one of them. Judas is one of them. They are still speaking. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. So Judas, is it not Jesus? What is it? A place for God. When you want to worship, can you live? When Joseph, was, when Jacob was going to Worship God when he left Laban's house. They remove all, they said they remove all funding of God. Richard carried one. And the Bible said they removed down to their earrings. I'm not saying anybody should remove your earrings. I'm just saying that look at quality of art. These people are done it. They believe that this is God. Every time God spoke to Abraham in the Bible, Genesis 17, he went, he prostrated and he faced right. He wouldn't even stand up and be talking to God. Is it wrong when we stand up praying? No, it's not wrong. I'm just saying, don't look at the physicality of the action. Look at the art of these people. That when it comes to God, the sacrifice attracted God two times. No king had offered a thousand burnt offering before Solomon. It's as if God said, who is that guy? And in the night, God appeared and said, sorry, what exactly do you want? When he sees this kind of art, he will always ask the same question. And Solomon said that, ah, I'm about to govern a huge number of people. That's the second thing. When your request tallies with God's request, answers become speedily. I've shown you before, the day Anna said, that wasn't her first time. When you pray for long, what you're asking God is because you have not convinced everyone of their own part in what you're asking for. When you do, it's as fast like magic. Anna just said, if you give me a son, I will give him back to you. And God said, Chai, thou hast spoken. He said, because I'm looking for a priest who will replace these two idiots, Ophni and Phinehas. I need somebody to replace them. And now that you are giving me a son, Anna did and God gave her five. What was keeping her from me? What is keeping you? That you are bombarding, you are in every program. Lord, Lord, Lord. And everyone is saying that if only you can adjust your request and put us in your request, we'll give you more. Anna had five more children after Samuel. Once your request Bible said that this speech that Solomon made praised the Lord. God sat and he asked the angel that, did you hear what that guy said? I want somebody to judge my people with equity, with wisdom. He's not asking for wisdom for him to be rich. He's asking that he wants to be able to judge the people well. God said, that's what I want. I want a king who will judge them well. Now that you're asking for the, you know, take wisdom. Take wealth, take riches. Many times when I'm asking for something, I stop. The Bible said that God does not operate. He doesn't 
our heavenly father is not a miser it's not stingy so why are we doing acrobatics and what some guys who are non-christians will get without praying to god you are praying seven days nine days 21 days and it's as if god is not answering something is missing somewhere where believers should check is the art of the matter which is your art where is god in our lives that's it that one ended shortly after that solomon did the same thing again he must have understood by now he went about 100 times what he offered the first time and again god came in night again and said that if i shut heaven and there's no rain if my people this wisdom we are talking about when it lands on you i just explained to you i told them from some before service it, it might appear the, 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 the manifestation of this wisdom is in God speaking to you. And it can appear like foolishness to people who don't understand why you are taking the step you are taking. Explain to, to them. Hallelujah. There was, the pandemic started. It made everybody unprepared. And we're not doing church, we're just at home. Some we follow online and like that. And one day why pray? We'll get to the aspect of prayer when we talk about the first part of it, the most important part of walking in this wisdom, letting it rising from inside and taking possession of your life, like the spirit of mind. The thing is now at work in you. Everybody looks at a project, you look at it, and everyone is downloading wisdom. It comes, the recept ability to receive it. The receiver is actually a heart that loves God. That's receiver. It's in you. Internet can be here and there might not be network. Signal will always be blocked if there is no, that genuine love must be there for God. That was Solomon. That was Joseph. As soon as they got to Babylon, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel said that I will not defy myself. God forced. And the Bible said that as for this song, they were times 10 better. Bible does not exaggerate. You can still be times 10 better than other 21-year-old people. 22. You can be ahead of your generation. That when you tell people your age, they don't believe. By your level of achievements, they don't believe that you are that young. Yeah. That's the truth. They don't believe that you are that young by what you have achieved. When Solomon landed with his wisdom, every other nation were coming to pay homage. They had their gods. They, some of them had the spirit of wisdom, but no could match Solomon. You can be 25. The day you mention to people that I'm 25, I'm celebrating my 25. Everybody shocked because your result is according to the order of someone that is 50. God has moved you ahead of your generation. Some of the people who are two, three years old are already saying sad to you because they don't know your age. You look like somebody who has gone far ahead. Spirit of wisdom. Results that are uncommon. But this is the, the thing: love for God. Daniel said, I will not defy myself. Daniel 1 8 with the king's food. And God said that here is another person. He's in Babylon and is conscious of us. Three times a day, Daniel will pray and he will open his window towards Jerusalem. When they made the law, the guy still prayed. God first. Daniel was the one who was an administrator at the highest level. Yes, he was still observing 21 days fasting with just light fruit and food. Nothing could take away. Once God is sure of that thing, everyone begins to download things into us. Once there is an assurance that the love, there is, there, nothing can separate you. God first. But then it's in what I read. Our God is a God of knowledge. By him, actions are weighed. One day somebody came to my office for something similarly simple or so. 
and I was trying to counsel the person and Chelsea, my team, was playing. And I was watching, you know, if you're in my office, when you face me, the TV is behind you. So I could see and he was talking. And I was listening to him, but I was following the match. And this scripture rang in my spirit. Immediately I took the remote and switched it off. Actions are weighed. This guy might not know that as I'm listening to him, I'm also watching TV. But actions are weighed. Our God is a God of knowledge. He knows and he's saying it. He can look at me one day and say that where I intend to take you to as a minister, since you don't have time for my people, when they come to meet you, you are watching match, then you will not be able to. Because that's how I will call you to help a nation one day and Chelsea will be losing and you'll be, it will be paining you and you won't tell them what I wanted to tell them. So prove to me now that your assignment is more important than your pleasure. Switch on your TV and listen to what this young person is saying. And I did. Actions are weighed. You know, there are angels who check when you get to church. Actions are weighed. As you realize your appointment with governor and you begin to run. You know, over the years, over the years, it has happened several. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not referring to a particular incident. It has happened severally. Not only in this church, but even in different churches. People want to join the unit and they complain. They don't like the rules that they meet on ground. They don't like it. You know, maybe they tell people in choir. Not, not this choir. I'm just giving an example. Oh, let your skirts go below your list. Somebody will complain. Let your shirt, uh, let your collar come up. So let it go down. Why are they asking us? And God is watching. Nobody. Have you seen a person asking the American embassy? I don't like the questions you're asking me. So I'm going to design my question. I want to apply for visa, but I will design my question and send it to you. That is what you should ask me. When you are going to Canada, you'll feel form. You don't print out your whole form and send it to them. I say, Canadian embassy, I don't like question 52 and 54, 56. So you know what? I'm constructing my own question. The day I come to your embassy, these are the questions you should ask me. You don't tell them that you say I should bring visa, bring a, this particular passport, bring my bank statement. No, I won't bring my passport. I will bring NEPA bill. That that is what I have. Nobody does that. You comply. But people come to the house of God. Ah, Kasura Mandele. You know I sat down, sir. I don't know the king of England or the queen or which one of them, the, king, the prince, on his wedding, that that lady dressed, and everybody was talking about the fantastic, fantastic, in a very fantastic way. Every pop star that attended the wedding dressed well. The king gave a dress code. Nobody, nobody. But when people come to church, they argue. Why are they, I, I want to wear? Because the king of this world was holding a, hosting a wedding. All those who used to open themselves, they, are, they all comply and dress well. Ah, actions are weighed. Yeah, when it comes to God, people will argue. Christians insult God more than any other person. We are the most argumentative when it comes. We argue. Because Jesus is soft and is gentle. That's why we do that. And you know what? He won't get angry with you and do anything. But he's watching. God of knowledge, but his actions are weighed. He asks that, is this what you do? When top organizations are calling, you are there. You dress well. You sit down. If the president of Nigeria, President Modubari, calls you for an interview, you know what to, you know how to dress. You are going to appear before the king of this world. This is why our results are limited to them. When the king of kings calls, and they even say that this is what we are wearing, you start arguing. No, you want to. There's a clothes in your wardrobe that you love. That's what you want to wear. But you will not do that. When they tell you that the governor is calling you and that it's a dinner, this is how everybody should wear. You wear. You are honoring men more than God. 
actions are weighed. Yeah. How many people can sit down in the salon for three, four, five hours? And after one hour, you are looking at your time in church. Actions are weighed. Did you get what I've just said now? I did not speak to condemn anybody. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. That our God is a God of knowledge. Your Heavenly Father is watching. He's watching every action. How you all know every other thing. But when it comes to it, because he is not here physically, you just give to him. When anything, you know there are people. And see, if a Christian has one naira, that's what you have. And you give us an offering. Just like that, what the widow of Zari, what the story of the widow that the widow's might. And please don't go about giving and say that I'm just giving my, my widow's might. You are not a widow. It's not a good thing to say. We, we copy many things with that. Are you planning to be a widow? You go to someone's house and give somebody, just say this is what I can afford. Don't say that this is my widow's might. You are not a widow. So, <laughs> and what you are give, giving is not even might, it is naira. You know, if. What the parable is teaching us is that God does not look at how much you give. He looks at how much is left. You understand? That's why a job must not look at how much anybody's given. How much is left? So if a person has a million naira and he gives 50,000 and somebody has 1,000 and he gives 200, the one that has 1,000, in the sight of God, has given more, more than that person. Human beings will think this one has given more. That's what Jesus was teaching. But see, this is where, so anything a man, and that's what the Bible says, God does not want you to overstretch, give what you have. But the problem is this. You can develop an attitude that it's no more about what you have. When you come to church, naturally, you pull out the least stuff and drop it in offering baskets. But any other place, you give according to what is going on there. But when it is God, this is why a Christian can be in a church for six years and you still give the same amount. You have left one post after the other in your office and many places. But because it's not that you are wicked, you are not conscious of it. You just pull out. David said, I will not give to God what will cost me nothing. He was going to say, Early, oh Lord, early will I rise to praise you. David got to a point that even if he wanted to sing praises to God, he would do it at an inconvenient. It's not that he was trying to impress God. It's just where you have put God that this person is special. How can I tell a woman that I love her and I have no time for her? How can you tell a lady, even though some brothers do that, that you love her, you have never bought anything for her? When you go to her house, just go and quote scriptures. <laughs> that's what that's that every now and then. Every now and then, as you are coming, also the sister, now she's angry. Before you finish, you're like, it's Isaiah 61. <laughs> just your top and we know what, what you you go on a bad day you parabolate up and down you are living as a shashami pray as if prayer is against giving for God <laughs> for God so loved the world that he gave the highest demonstration of our love is in what we give which are two things time and resources it's true you see the thing about money let me end with this. It's about the fact that it says it's something we all hold very tightly to. So when how we give to God shows a lot. Uh, it shows, it reveals about the state of our heart with him. It is true. If I claim to love my wife and all I give to her is stipends, I can give, I can give more to her. 
She cannot truly believe that this is genuine love. She can't. I'm ready to spend on any other thing, but when it comes to her, I look for a reason, either not to do or to give something small. Then that cannot be genuine love. And if, you're, if you are a parent and you are watching your daughter dating a man, and you see that this guy is never willing to give anything to her, not even because she needs it, then you will begin to tell your daughter, are you sure that this, this, this thing is? Something is wrong somewhere. Because you prove love by giving. For God so loved the world. What did he do? He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him. I want to say this to everybody. Consciously begin to give precious time to God. When you wake up and you want to pray, get up from your bed. If you are singing to God, sing from your heart. Don't sing from your mouth. When you want to study the Bible, put your phone away. Put it on silent and keep it. Even if it's just 10 minutes that you want to pray. Appear as if somebody put God eye up there. On Sunday morning, let your attitude be like that. I was glad when they said that we let us go to the house of God. Don't go casually. Go like you are going to meet the king of kings with joy. When we start doing that, we start seeing uncommon results. Sincerely speaking, those who genuinely love God will always fly. This wisdom will start operating in you like never before. Let me stop there today. We'll talk about some other things like meditation, like prayer later. The Bible says that the law of God is perfect. The, the testimony of God is pure, making wise the simple. He said, my, your word is my meditation. I know better than the ancients. It's possible. It's possible. But this is the foundation we just laid today. When you sing on your bed, I love you, Lord, let every angel in heaven testify to the Father what you are saying is true. But remember the text. Our God is a God of knowledge. By him, actions are weighed. He checks. He checks. You see, that's why I think the only series, when it comes to see all the serial movies, I saw 24. But I couldn't see beyond a particular amount in a day. I'm not saying that's a law. But it's a personal rule. Any amount I have not spent in prayer and on the word of God, I can't spend it on any other thing. That's the truth. I buy a shabby for my parents. They don't need it. They were blessed. They retired. I stopped, stopped, stopped. My father was one time local government chairman and everything. But um, I don't buy, I don't, I don't wear a shabby. If I'm coming for your program, if you are not happy what I'm wearing, tell me to go back and I'll gladly go back. I think about whatever I want to do for myself or around, have I done it for God? How can I sit down for six hours watching TV and I cannot worship God for one hour? And I want to tell you that, Lord, I love you more than anything. I love you, Lord. No. I enter an tree, you buy things worth four, five thousand, then I come to church, I just throw one hundred naira into an offering, and on my way home, I'm singing that, Lord, you know I love you. I am going for an interview in American embassy. My car breaks down. I jump out of the car, push it in the filling station, beg them, give them a thousand, let me keep the car there, rush for the interview. But I'm going to church. I stop on my way. Something happens to the car. I stop there. I just call them in church. Say, hey, hey, unit, I'm sorry. Something, I, I cannot come. Our God is a God of knowledge. Actions are weighed. Actions are weighed. I got born again under scripture, you know, and they taught us, we grew up with all these things. Honestly, getting born again, I never knew that God could bless or touch. We just love him so much. 
Yeah, they, part of it, they scared us with hell and the rest. Hell is real, but you shouldn't scare people with it. Any salvation that is out of a fear for hell will not last. Yes. You see, when the pandemic started, Apostle Man called me. We were just talking one day. They said, Pastor, like, Pastor, let me tell you something. He said, People will watch videos, short uh, uh, messages like never before. And I know there was a search. Online services, people were watching. He said, After two months or one month, he said, Because people are afraid that is this mark of the beast? Is it vaccine? Is it the end of the world? So when people decide that it's not there, they'll go back to Netflix. That's what Apostle Man told me. And he was right. I checked all video. Everything started dropping, dropping, dropping all over. Because that first one, people were afraid. We had a night of prayer. Some were afraid maybe they would catch COVID. Some were afraid that COVID might. It looks like, is it? Somebody called and said, Pastor, is that vaccine the mark of the beast? I said, no, vaccine is vaccine. <laughs> mark of the beast is mark of the beast. They don't sound alike. <laughs> he said, but they said that they might put the vaccine in your hand. I said, well, why don't you put it in your hand or your neck? It's not mark of the beast. Mark of the beast, I don't believe will come in form of vaccine. It will be taken consciously. Yes. You will know what you are doing. Otherwise, uh, what they call this one that we took here? Immunization. Do you know when immunization came out also? People call it the mark of the beast that time. Some Christians didn't want to take it. And I took double. I was a very small boy. If I see that nurse or whoever that guy was, I was with my parents on a queue, so I took it. So I, my father said I should go and do something. I was very small, so I moved. I was looking for where we park our car. So there was another queue there, and the woman just said, come here, have you taken? And I said, she thought I was lying. She grabbed me by my hand and put it on a bus. I cried, not because of the pain. I felt cheated. <laughs> and the part of pain, I told my father, I said, we should leave her alone. Leave her alone! <laughs> You know, recently I sat on the bed and I, as an adult, I just remembered the picture. I said, I need to catch that woman. <laughs> Amen. So, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, bless your name. I believe after this service, somebody's love demonstration of your love will rise. If you arrange faith realm is above sense realm. Love realm is above faith realm. God is not faith. God responds to faith. God is love. God does not have love. God is love. This is why he demands this thing. He does something to him. When a man loves God, he touches God deeply. 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 Pharaoh begged the old woman to kill the little baby. Two women refused to. And the Bible says, God bless them and say, they make them a home. It touches him when you prioritize him. And that's what God is saying today. This is very important. It checks. Little, little things. In the early days of this church, we were very few. When we were struggling to go, we were very few. All offering, all of us will be saying maybe 12,000, 10,000. And after service, somebody woke up to me one day and gave me a thousand or so. Then I stopped by at CFC and I bought food. Now I was cutting with Shola, they were living by faith. By faith. All of us are bachelors, so we're living by faith, you know, by faith. You could do two, three days without money, just by faith. Just believe that you shall be fine. And we're fine. And I was sitting, and you, you should never stop living by faith. 
no matter the level you are. Yes, you must not stop living by faith. Before I complete the story of this story, no, I told them first service. When the pandemic started, it's about the time we just had another conference, another prayer about that. We're low on cash as a church. And I was praying, and the Lord said, through the household leader, we were just led, and I was sharing with the leader, and all of, all of the leaders said the same that we asked the household captain to submit names of people in the household who did not have money, who were broke. For a child that was low on cash that time, the figure, the names, the numbers that poured in were more than what we expected. So some we gave 10, some we gave 20 to where we're just dropping money in the accounts. And it looked as if our own account church was going to go to go red. And we did not know how long the pandemic was. The wisdom of God. I just noticed that just about three months after that, I speak before God and I'm not exaggerating. Whatever amount we had at the beginning of pandemic, just towards the end of pandemic, we had about times 15 of it in the account of the church when services were not holding. The wisdom of God is stronger than men. This, I just got home. Shalasa, Shala had a Malo then who was manning their gates. And the daughter, one small girl, Marianne, or oh, I can't remember her name, she was there. And as I was going inside with TFC in my hand, I had preached, I was tired, I was just so happy that at least this rice will console son of man. So <laughs> I was entering the house. And the Lord said, so I saw the girl, she sat outside. She was about four, five, five or six years old. She sat outside with her hijab and everything. And the Lord said, give her that rice. Sincerely, the rice, just a thousand, was not the problem. But the fact that, shall I listen to the next day, inside, inside the estates, to get to the road, no more, there was no money to buy now, but even if I wanted to buy now, to get the whole process, I was tired, ready to just eat and to sleep. And he said, give her. Ah, I first walked past her. <laughs> so I stood at the entrance for a while. And I said, Lord, you know I love you. I will be. I said, this is painful, but I will be. So I turned back. And I said, Mary, I said, come here. So I gave her. She looked at me. She said, thank you. I ran. She looked left and right to be sure that her parents were not looking. Then she looked for a comfortable corner. She backed me. She descended on the rice. So I was looking at her. She didn't even look back at all again. She was rushing. They would not see her. And she ate everything. But you see, the moment she finished, what a joy inside there. Giving gives you a joy that no other thing. When you leave your own matter and you help other people, there is a joy that you have that, is, that cannot be quantified. Just about a week or two after that, something started happening to my finances. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God the wisdom of God oh thank you Lord Jesus blessed be your name shall we rise thank you for being a part of our broadcast you know we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life coming into Christ is beyond joining a church is beyond a religion it is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are 
if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.